This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, what's up, everyone? Carm Caprietto back with another episode of Remarkable Results Radio here at the Transformers Summit 2022. Unfortunately, we had to travel, Carolyn, to Cancun. I know, it's so hard. And, Gosh darn it, Greg Bunch. And I was telling everyone, uh, this is so you're working hard this week to put all these episodes out. What's going on? You're going on to another conference. This is, yeah. Well, where are you going? And I said, Cancun. And they go, oh, oh, sure, yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're going to go work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. And so, Carolyn, just before we turned on, the microphone, she goes, people don't understand how much there is to do here in a work environment when you're a vendor and stuff on display and you're supporting an organization like Greg Bunch has here at Transformers. You've been such a great partner for all these Thank years, you. Carolyn. Ditto. Carolyn Cocolat, CEO of Shopware and Luscious Garage mm-hmm. out in San Fran. We've done stuff together. You are a trailblazer Aww. in our industry. Thank you, sir. You too. Takes you, one to know one. Thank you. I remember seeing this great seminar that you did. I really wanted to talk about hybrids and EVs and opportunities, but we'll do that at another time. Okay. But I was very impressed with how you were attempting to motivate everyone in the industry to embrace and love our new generation of technology. Mm. It was great. You probably will be the person who's carrying that flag. Well, it won't for just years. be me. It won't just be me. But I mean, this is an area where obviously Luscious Garage has been in the hybrid space and we were kind of, you know, on the frontier there as well. There were others with us. So by no means do I deserve all the credit. But at this point, we have a script. We kind of know we have a playbook for this vis-a-vis EVs. And it's like, well, why don't we play it? You know, like we know how we can figure this out. Let's just go do it. So I'm excited to be able to share that journey. Hey, don't waste your tech's time while you start an RO from scratch. Dispatch faster so they get on with the repair with ShopWare's software-exclusive Expediter. Your staff saves time, works more accurately, and speeds up service on the web at getshopware.com. Hey, plan to be at Apex 2023, October 31st through November 2nd. Apex will build upon the incredible success of Joe's Garage, a full 10-bay working environment. If you earn your living in the auto service aftermarket, then Apex is for you. A couple of days ago, doing an episode with Tom Ham from Automotive Management Network, and I told him I'm going to uh, Cancun here. And by the way, he happens to be a Transformer client. Oh, good. Yeah. And uh, he says, uh, I know Carolyn's going to be there. And he says, I got to show you this piece of software that they have that no one else has. Mm-hmm. I don't do infomercials, but I have to do this. Okay. I just have to. Well, thanks, Tom. And I'm watching this. He says, can you share my screen? And he's showing me, he says, Carm, it's kind of called duration of services. And he started to show me the dashboard and the graphs. And I said, explain these to me. And he says, well, we know how long it takes from check-in to wrenching to admin to finalization and the car is parked and we can measure those time zones or lines. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I could think of is the algorithm has to be fabulous or just common sense analytical. Mm -hmm. I mean, tell us about it. I'm curious. Well, I mean, what makes Shoppers Analytics special is that it's not the same database architecture as the main application. And that's because the way that you design a database to serve web pages dynamically, like, okay, I'm looking at a repair order and I'm adding notes and I'm, you know, approving services and taking payments and stuff. That's not a static thing. That's not a retrospective activity. And so in order to be able to do those things quickly, you have to design a database to be able to serve that information into a, a, you know, a, a web browser in a certain way. And, you know, fortunately we have 
you know, talented professionals to be able to figure out how to do that. And then on the analytics side, what you're doing is you're aggregating a bunch of data. And of course, even when you look at an individual repair order, there may be a ton of data that you want to aggregate. And then if you want to look across a week, a month, a year, across many years, being able to do that with the same kind of data access that you would try to render a single page is impossible. It'll break the application. It will never load. But isn't it about indexing? Right. So what ends up happening is it's called an ETL and it basically takes Shopware's database and reconfigures it in a separate architecture specifically for analytics. And it allows you to then be able to make certain calculations and render them into, again, a browser window, but based on sort of the optimization that analytics is trying to provide. We're we're excited to be able to provide that. That's one of the differentiators with our analytics products versus others. And one of the standard pages that we have in that offering is called duration of service. It was previously called speed of service because that's sort of the the industry slogan or, or you know slang for it. And it's actually it's a Greg Sands concept, which is how do you get the car in and out as fast as you possibly can? And it's actually a, a metric that you can't measure in shop management systems typically. Like people don't look and say, how long did it take me to get this car from start to finish? You never look at that number. You look at ARO, you look at technician efficiency, maybe you look at technician productivity, which is across, you know, lots of different uh, repair orders over a certain time frame. But whatever, we don't ever know effectively what the customer experienced, which is how long was I away from my car? Because that's what speed of service represents. And so the goal is actually for speed of service to be low. High speed of service is kind of ironic. It's like, well, if it's high speed, is it low speed or was it faster? Was it slow? So we changed it from speed of service to duration of service for the purposes of the dashboard so that it made sort of sense what you were looking at. And then it renders for you not only how did the amount of time that your cars, the cars that you serviced, how were they in the shop and where was that time spent? And I'll get into that in a minute if you'd like. But additionally, it indexes that against your GP. So you can see how much time was spent versus how much GP. Because of course, if you're doing a bunch of oil changes and the the speed of service is really high, well, is that necessarily good? Like, no, it's not because you're not making any money on those cars. So just speed is not enough. It's how much profit are you getting for that amount of time that the car is in the shop? And then you start thinking about, okay, well, what are the areas, what are the activities inside of the business that effectively don't, when you're interacting with the repair order, that are not generating profit? And that's effectively any time that the technician's not working on it. And that is what Shopware segments for you. It shows you how long did it take for it to get to the technician's hands? How much long did it spend in the technician's hands across the entire journey of the repair order? And then how much time was spent trying to build the estimate? How much time was waiting on finishing the job and ultimately getting it closed? And then how long did it take for it to get picked up? And these are all different statuses that are made possible by the data that that shopware naturally organically saves as you're working on the car. And then it serves it to you in analytics across all of the repair orders in a month. So you can compare, you know, how did I do in this month? And you can compare month by month. So when you look at it and you go, wow, gee, I had more time spent in check-in this month. Is that because I'm having a hard time at the counter getting these cars dispatched? Or, hmm, it looks like I went up on administrative time, which is the time that it takes for the service advisor typically to get the work approved and the the parts in the door. Okay, maybe I need to focus more on that side of house. So it gives you visibility to know where to to focus your staff. I think it's fabulous. And uh, I asked Tom, I said, well, what's the KPIs on it? And ironically, he says, we don't have any yet. We're just, I think he turned it on. I don't know if it turns on automatically, but he says, we've only been really looking at it for about four or five months. I saw some charts with some low spots and some high spots. Mm-hmm. And 
it seems to me that you could figure out where staffing, where time off is, where vacations come into play, where we may not be making happy customers. Mm -hmm. To me, this could be a huge industry trend or opportunity for KPIs because Mm -hmm. you've got this going. Well, it's ultimately what matters because when the car is not getting fixed and you're not essentially generating gross profit, it's essentially waste in your business. It's taking up space. And by the way, it's also not making your customer happy. In my shop in San Francisco, there are people who will come up with excuses to leave the car at my shops. They get free parking. So, you know, maybe they go to Trader Joe's or maybe they go to the the Museum of Modern Art and they don't want the car to be done. But for everyone else, they want their car back, right? And so having the customer without their car is actually a greater inconvenience. Now, granted, we band-aid that with loaners and other types of things. But when you fast forward into the future and you think about self-driving, that's the only thing that's going to matter because these cars are going to be managed by fleets and the companies that manage those fleets are going to get paid when the car is in service. When the car is out of service, they're not making money. And so the amount of time that you can get that car in and out as quickly and as efficiently as possible is how you're going to have an advantage over your competition. By the way, that's brilliant. Thank you. In order to go out for a fleet, mm. you could almost say, let me show you exactly. my duration of service. Could you do it by car or customer or is this just over an aggregate? I think right now you can look at it across any time frame. And you can filter it by your repair shop. So for multi-shop owners, you can look across all of your stores or certain segments of stores or individual stores. We have the ability to filter by make and model and so forth on other pages. And I don't think that translates over to the, the duration of stores, but we could. What's interesting in the point that you were making earlier is we're not even talking about this. And that's because we're still taking baby steps, sure. you know, how to run our businesses. Yeah. We're just trying to get enough money so we can hire the people and to show up. You know, like we're, we're still... <laughs> Okay. So let's take those top five percenters. Yeah. They're going to use this to make their business when better. When you're ready, once you've got your other kind of your stuff dialed in and you're ready to, to optimize, this is a great place to be able sure. to go. But if I'm growing and earning and learning and morphing, but I have this thing turned on, it's something I could look forward to as another tool to improve my business. Mm-hmm. But what I really like is profit as a function of speed of service. So this like kind of end analysis that I was, this kind of all of this culminates in this one singular metric, which is how much money did you make for the number of hours that that car was in the shop? Because that's universal to any kind of shop. That's something that you can actually go apples to apples. Like if I'm running a hybrid specialty shop and you're doing Mini Coopers and your cars are there for a long period of time, but you can do a bunch more work on those cars, then let's just like, you know, compare the numbers. Like who's actually making more money? And it's interesting to think about that because there's other ways that you can argue like, oh, there's some shops that say, well, I really like having multiple bays per tech. Okay, well, that may be good and that may be bad, but how's it turn into profit for speed of service? Like basically how quickly are you able to move the cars? Maybe having a tech not having to put the car back together is better and being able to like, you know, kind of spread their time across two different cars while sort of the administrative work is done. Or it doesn't turn out and you'd be better off having a second tech in that bay because even though the cars would take longer to get fixed, you'd have more profitability. It doesn't matter. It's science, not religion. And so finally, we have a number that we can use. And it's very rare. Like we use like ARO, we use technician efficiency, we use car counts, some of these other things. It's hard to find numbers that we feel really are universal. And this is one that, that truly is not speed of service because that varies depending on the cars, kind yeah, of cars yeah, you fix. Yeah. But the amount of money you make for that time is the ultimate end. That's the end game. Hey, aren't you tired of being tired after a crazy day at the shop? 
Take the frustration out of your work by speeding up the processes that bog you down. Start a repair order based on a can job. Check. Order parts from a menu that includes every supplier within seconds. Check. Now send all that information with photos or videos to a customer via a live chat on their phone. What? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Check that box. Get an approval faster than ever so you don't tie up a bay for hours. Check. Hey, it gets even better. Once they see the summary of work they need, next time they ask you to fix one or two more items today. Boom, that bill goes up and you make more. Then, get this, they pay you on their phone before they even pick up their car. This could be your life, my friend. Talk to my friends at GetShopware.com. Hey, look, if you earn your living in the automotive service aftermarket, Apex is for you. Now, if you attended Apex 2022, then you realize the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional shop owner and technician. Joe's Garage is your place to be with 10 working bays as you experience real live working conditions, along with exciting demonstrations and the latest equipment presented. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software had their latest and the greatest on display. You also attended technical business management training with the industry's best and brightest. Work is already underway to make next year's Apex 2023 even better than ever with more product demos, trending training, marketing, and the latest in business management training to help you grow your sales and profits. Remember, if you earn your living in the aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening as we bring you the latest from Apex 2023. Save the date. October 31st through November 2nd, 2023. I would love to know about the admin piece because mm. it seems to be a bottleneck of, you know, doing the 300% rule with the DVI and the parts and the estimating. And to me, this would almost show, I mean, yeah, I understand there's all KPIs for our technicians and in, in what's going on in the base. Get that. But to me, it seems like an important KPI for the whole admin side of the transaction. For folks who have not seen the, the screenshot, so basically you're looking at sort of a silhouette of a mountain range, right? There's ups and downs and ups and downs month over month. And in that sort of silhouette, you have different segments of color. So you'll have pink at the top, then red, then yellow, then some other color I don't remember, and then gray. And each one of those segments corresponds to the amount of time that a car s spends in a specific state so pink, for example, is checked in how much time from when the RO was started to theoretically, you know, when the keys are surrendered and the, the customer has left the car to the first technician clock on a service. Like essentially that's how long it took for a technician to start working on that car. Mm -hmm. And then we aggregate all the time that the tech spent working on the car, not just at that first maybe inspection or oil change, but across the entire time that the car was in, you know, its work order state. That basically then becomes the segment of time that's the green bar. And then under that, the next stage, I think it's yellow, has the time from the technician's first clock to the technician's ending clock that was not spent by the tech uh, working on the car. So it's the time between the technician's start and finish that was spent on administration. Then there's the tech's last clock to RO close, which is how did I complete the job? And then time from that to when the car is picked up. And that's actually special. Most shop management systems don't capture that last state of job actually finished, ready to get the customer down to pick it up to when did the customer come and get it? Because that's, again, like just dead cars waiting for customers to come down and, and give you money, clogging up your, your parking lot. So visibility into all these things I'm very passionate about. Anyway, 
now that you can kind of imagine all of these different bars that are or different segments of this of this graph, essentially everything I just described, except for the green bar, except when the technician's working on the car, is administration. Right? It's all wasted time by someone else who is not a tech. And essentially what the ideal case is, is the only amount of time when the car is in the shop is when the technician's working on it. I'm excited you're excited, Carm. This is so Tom and I are a rare breed. Yeah. We're super, oh, Tom is more rare than you. We're super Tom geeks. is really rare. Yeah, he's like a shop management geek, even, you know, <laughs> I'm even in his shadow, right? And I'm a pretty yeah, big geek yeah, on shop yeah. management. He just invented... Uh, he's been I'm, involved with Ortho, by the way. He's been one of their beta testers. I know. I and, love that and, program. And, uh, he, he hooked me up with them. We're gonna. Oh, great! You're gonna do a thing. You we're, should. We're gonna do a thing. You should. They're with, they're great. Ortho. People. Where does DVI fit on the chart? Yeah, so it's part of the green. It's when a technician's clocked in. So Shopware doesn't have like a separate inspection app. You build checklists as part of a service, and you clock in and out of that, just like you would clock in to do an oil change or do anything. You may be doing that inspection as part of an oil change, and that's fine too. And you can also have inspections as part of... So that's not wrenching, it's admin. No, no, no. Inspection time should be time that the technician's working on the car. Okay, got it. It's any time a technician's working on the car, that's what the car needed, right? Like the, like the It's like saying diagnostic isn't wrenching time. Like but, but diagnostic is. is, and that's yeah. basically an inspection. It's a guided inspection with trouble codes or other kinds of symptoms that you're trying to track down. I'm fascinated by this, and I think what you may have done here is created an opportunity for us to find, I think, bottlenecks in the company. Totally. To- mm-hmm. Bottlenecks everywhere that you just assume your gut tells you by looking at ARO and efficiencies and productivities, and you're successful and you're happy with 100 or 101 or 80 or not, whatever the numbers are. But this either can confirm, clarify, affirm that what these numbers are telling you and what your gut, your observation is. I mean, because I don't think if we lived in numbers our whole entire life, <laughs> we'd be accountants. <laughs> right. But we, we have we have the numbers and our power of observations to see. It's almost like a double check. What's the word I'm looking for? Accountability. Checks to, and balances. Thank you. <laughs> well, and this is just the first slice, right? We're looking at ROs in aggregate. You could look at individual service advisors. You could try to say, like, which were the cars that ended up having the worst profit to duration of service versus ones that had the best. I mean, there's lots of ways you can go even more deeply into this. And this is obviously something that we've started and we're proud of. And we're, I think it's unique to the fact that we have, as I mentioned, this like really professional grade data service that's non trivial. So, you know, for folks who want a demo of what this non trivial, you know, professional grade, big boys, business intelligence tool can do. Can I give our website? Getshopware.com. Getshopware.com. We'd love to give you a tour. Isn't there an orange button and up top? There, there's a sign up for a demo right up there. And um, one of our product specialists can, can show you what this looks like. But this is what the industry needs. Yeah. And we're just getting started. Innovation. Do you love the innovation side of I what do. you're doing? I'm very passionate about the good people in this business. And I'm frustrated at what they've had to put up with. And I'm excited to be able to help reduce that burden because fixing cars is hard enough. Carolyn, what's your superpower? Oh, what's my super? You, I don't know. I mean, gosh, what's my superpower? What do I think my superpower is? I mean, right now I have been preoccupied with time management and I've done a little bit of, I I saw you at ASTE. I did kind of a thing on my calendar and how I, how I use my time now. So that's gotten very, um, precise. So that feels pretty good, but I don't know. What do you think? 
What's your superpower? Innovation. Yeah. Um, you probably, you don't know how to turn things off. You're always on. I am. I'm pretty passionate. People meet my mother and they're like, oh, she is so much more energetic than you are. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a turned on version of this person. I have like, oh, seen I see where you get it from. When, when you walk away from me, I see the crank in the back. <laughs> yeah, <right>. it's, <laughs> oh boy. Turn right yeah. to turn on. Yeah, yeah I know. That'd exactly be nice. Right. That'd be great. You just pause it for me. But I do think that Having new ideas about this business, not just accepting where we've come from, yeah. is something that I'm proud of being. Able I want to, to share with you a grammar school story that changed my life. Mm -hmm. It was fifth grade. It was math. I was struggling with it. Our family business was right next door to the school. Nice. Everybody knew our oh, yeah, family. Grandpa built the church, the mm -hmm. whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I was really struggling with math. And he called me out in the class. He says, uh, Mr. Capriato, mm, your dad, Mr. Mm -hmm. Your dad's going to be very, very upset since you need to learn how to be a businessman and you need math real bad. Oh my. <laughs> yes. And I, um, I like that, like thinly veiled shaming. They're like, Hey, exactly buddy. What he did. Yeah, he, he, it wasn't like, I think you should do this is your dad. I mean, right. he reached, he reached through. <laughs> right. And it really, to this day, a few decades later, I've never forgotten that. Isn't it? It's, we always think that like, oh, because you're going to need it. Or I'm never going to need this. What am I going to need this, you know, know, as a kid? And then you look back and you go, well, of course you need to know how to add, add <laughs> oh things, my God. you know? Oh. Let me tell you my second story. Uh-huh. A lot of noise going down to lunch. This is, by the way, sixth grade now. And uh, you couldn't speak in the lunch lines going down the two sets of stairs into the basement to go to the cafeteria. And so the principal comes on and he says, listen, it's been too noisy on the ways down. You're bothering all the other kids who are in class. So there's no talking in the halls at all. So after that announcement, we all line up in single file to walk down sixth grade. And the person in front of me, which I can't remember who it was, said, hey, you know what's for lunch today? And I said, no. I was called out. It was my birthday the next day. And my teacher said, you will write 1,000 times, I will not talk in the corridor. Wow. And I said, times. what's a corridor? <laughs> couldn't say hall. She could, no, I couldn't say hall because it was a much tougher word to write. There you go. And so I proceeded, that was a Friday, I proceeded Saturday and Sunday to write 1,000 wow. times I will not talk in the corridor. And I think my entrepreneurial side started to come out in me. So we all lived, all the family, the, the brothers and the sisters who married each other, we all lived and all the cousins. And so I went to all their houses and I says, I need some help. Could you come down and write a couple of pages wow. of these? And I'll insert them in, in this huge pack of paper. And maybe she will not actually see that someone else wrote this he's stuff. He's gaming it. He's gaming. After he's already gamed it, he's gaming a game. <laughs> I love it. And, and so they helped. I just wrote my butt off. It was Saturday was my birthday, of course. Then everybody came and everybody Gosh. was writing for me. So I got this yellow envelope and I stuffed this entire huge stack of this tablet paper. And I went to the drugstore. I think I asked mom for, can I have 50 cents a buck? And I went to the, mm. and I got a thank you card. And I put it on the top oh, of the stack. Good move. In the envelope. Good. She's not going to look at that paper now. And I said, thank you so much. This was a birthday present I never counted on. Oh, wow. That's kind of shady though. 
And I put it in there. Oh, but it also has kind of like a, you taught me something, a yeah, really valuable it, it, lesson. It, it, there's, a, there's a, like a lining of maturity in Carolyn, that. Carolyn. Very strategic. This teacher ended oh. up becoming a principal of one of the local schools and ended up becoming a board member of the school, the go. private school she went mm-hmm. to. Karma. And this is karma. Oh yeah. My Miss, thank you cards, people. Miss Canny. And when we would go to the fundraisers at her school, Miss Canny was there and she said, okay, tell my friends at the table the story again about the thousand times I told you to write something. And it became something of her and I as a little bonding thing. And now you can't many, stop talking. Many years Amazing. later. And my two stories. Give but me you're one. Not, you're not, the point is, in, in when you're in the booth, you're not in a corridor. <laughs> exactly right. I'm not going to talk in the corridor. Yeah. I won't speak in the corridor, the but corridor. I'll speak everywhere else. I just wait. It's been how many years? I'm waiting for someone to use the word corridor. and <laughs> No one uses no it. No one uses no. it. Well, we've said it a few times. Yeah, we have. What, is my, what yeah. is my grade school story? I've been sitting here racking my brain. I don't know. One thing that there was, there was this math teacher. Her name was Mrs. Groof. She's my fifth grade math teacher. And speaking of math, and she also did all of the costumes for the middle school musicals. And so whenever we didn't want to have a math class, we would just say, Mrs. Groove, how's it going with the costumes? And then, of course, she would start <laughs> pulling out all of the costumes and showing us. And we would, you know, ha, 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 we lost another, <laughs> a whole another class. I don't know. That doesn't seem that funny, though. It's very kind of you to laugh at. It's strategic. I mean, I was I was definitely not like, you know, the best kid in the class. So I'm trying to I guess I've blocked out all of my ill behavior. I'll have to you have to invite me back for another podcast. All right. What it seems that you do is it's all about math. It's all about math. Today. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Bringing it back. And so you, even though you lost a couple of those classes, you come out okay. Yeah, I did. I turned out all right. Wow. Carolyn Coco at CEO Shopware. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Carm. Always. And Tracy. Always love the opportunity. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 